Welcome again to North Christian Church's audio blog. I'm Pastor Ed Collins, the author of this blog. This week's blog is dated February 12th, 2021, and is titled, When Others Fail. The last blog I wrote was titled, How to Handle Aggression, and it had a heavy bent on passive aggressiveness, which, let's face it, is just plain ugly to see in others. It's also challenging at times to avoid the temptation to respond in kind when on the receiving end of it. In the same way that the Holy Spirit had me close out that message, he's having me start this one. As I mentioned previously, a person who's attacking you is a weak person. Maybe it's better to say that such a person is having a moment of weakness. That seems fairer. A weak person when their flesh overcomes them and they sin, is a failing person. James 1, 13 through 15 reads, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. There's nothing good in sin. No life, only death. For a sinning believer, this means being ushered back into the throes of something they have already been delivered from. A lot of theologians describe this as, quote, backsliding. Something Paul wrote about when the Corinthians weren't walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3 reads, But I, brothers, could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? Apparently, believers in Corinth at the time of Paul's first letter were exhibiting the same kinds of failures I alluded to in my last blog. Human weakness manifested as jealousy, which ultimately damaged the fellowship the Lord intended for them. As Paul wrote, quote, behaving only in a human way is indicative of unbelievers whose only option is to live in the flesh in death. Quote, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Romans 8, 5, part A. Could there be a greater display of weakness than a believer acting like an unbeliever? If failing believers are indeed weak believers, what should we do when engaged with or even persecuted by them? What is the righteous response that brings glory to God? First, we do as Jesus stated. Mark 14, 38, Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We must always seek a position of strength before we even consider delving into the hazards of dealing with the human flesh. Otherwise, we are doomed to failure, akin to our self-appointed antagonists. It takes real strength 
strength we cannot conjure on our own to overcome the advancing flesh of others. We overcome evil with good. Romans 12, 14 to 21 reads, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When someone raises a weapon against you, put on the whole armor of God, Ephesians 6, 11, part A, knowing you will be protected, quote, and that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men, for not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. 2 Thessalonians 3, 2-3. So be encouraged always. Hebrews 13, 6 reads, So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The only way to contribute positively to a failing believer's life is to be strong in the Lord. Never sink to their level, for in that moment, they are experiencing the throes of spiritual death, crippled by their own ungodliness, akin to an unbeliever in that moment. Never take the bait, rather transcend the situation for both of your sakes. As Paul instructed Timothy, the pastor, in 2 Timothy 2, 14 through 17, remind them of these things and solemnly charge them in the presence of God not to wrangle about words, which is useless and leads to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. But avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. We believers have an obligation to the one who saved us, and desires for all of us to enjoy his peace. We are members of his heavenly family, after all. We ought to seek to please him as his children. Today, someone is going to fail you, giving you the opportunity to stand firm in your faith and glorify God by seeking to restore them. Tomorrow, the tables will be turned, and it will be their turn to help you in your moment of weakness. If you're a mature believer, there may be a lot more, quote, today's than, quote, tomorrow's. Just remember, you weren't always as strong as you are right now. For all are weak when this journey begins. Instead of returning venom for venom, overcome evil with good. 1 Peter 4, 7-9, The end of all things is near, therefore be of sound judgment and sober spirit for the purpose of prayer. 
Above all, keep fervent in your love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. With the right perspective, we're able to transcend the failures of others, even when they are directed at us personally. When others fail, let us think of it as an opportunity to show the world what we're made of. Let us step up in faith as lovers of Christ for the one who redeemed us with a purpose. And Galatians 6, 1-2 reads, Even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. So we have an obligation, my friend, to bring glory to God when others are failing. That is, to love them. Romans 15, 1-7 We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let us let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, quote, The reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this, please do visit us at nccdighton.org. That's ncc d-i-g-h-t-o-n dot org, or search for our podcast at North Christian Church Podcast. Until next time, God bless and have a wonderful day in God's matchless grace.